0: Joseph Hasek of Barberner.ca, our twice-daily podcast, is entitled Fired Up, now on iHeartRadio, also on 4949 platforms. Welcome back to We The Norm with world-famous attorney Norm Justin. And he, I had to bring him back because he hasn't been on a podcast for about two months. Captain Canada, Drew Ebanks of OnPointBasketball.com. All right, Norm, we're heading... for must sept- be
1: because you don't like me. That's why you don't have me on.
0: Listen, listen, Drew, don't upset me already, okay? So, look, uh, Norm, let's talk. We're in September now, a couple of weeks from Raptors and Maple Leafs training camp. Let's begin with the Raptors. Uh, and, and Drew, you, you could chime in here. It looks like uh, Leonard is healthy, looks like 100%. He is uh, ripped, I heard, and things are looking good for him. Uh, if things look good for him, where do you think the Raptors could go? Let's first start off with Norm.
2: Well, I don't see why they, they can't repeat. As uh, I think they can be better than Boston. If, like Everybody put Boston first, but I think that uh, that's because they don't know how healthy he'll be. I, if he's healthy and if Kyle's engaged, um, I don't know why they shouldn't be first.
0: All right. But the, but the question yeah. is, is Kyle going to be engaged? Since he has not talked to any of the Raptors organization teammates or anything since the trade,
2: I think he'll have to be. I I, I mean, I if he's not going to be, then they'll uh, they'll trade him. Then and, and then and then we'll see how far they can go with Van Fleet and DeLon Wright in the point guard position. Uh, and, but uh, and maybe they can go far, you know. But. You know, um, they have that there's that video. I have took a look at that video of him making the all kind of shots and he looks engaged and, uh, and it's an important year for Kyle, right? Because, uh, I mean, he's got two more years. And he still wants to show that he's relevant. He's going to want another contract, even if it's not in Toronto. So, um,
0: you know, he's, he's got to look good. You know, he's got, he's got, I think he will. All right, Drew, what do you say?
1: I mean, there's a lot of ifs right now and maybes and who knows what will happen. Uh, as you said, I'm hearing that uh, Kawhi is looking good. That's obviously the X factor, man. How this team will go will depend on him, and it will also depend on the chemistry. Um, you know, the Lowry situation, as you mentioned, I mean, it, it's a tough when you lose and you know um, how close the two were, DeMar and Lowry. Um, it's tough, I think, for him emotionally. Uh, I can only imagine you know, when they play uh, against the Spurs how that's going to feel. So if Lowry buys in and the team uh, says, hey, you know what, we have a chance to kind of disrupt the people and disrupt where everybody thinks the NBA Finals are going to be. Um, this team has all the talent, I think, to come out of the East. Gordon Hayward is still the next factor for Boston, Is he going to be tentative? Is he going to be confident uh, again? Does he take another half year or year to build up full confidence? And Kyrie, what's going on there? He's injury-prone. You never know what could happen. The Raptors, uh, to me, as Norm said, they need to go into this season thinking we're going to be world beaters. And I really think if they're healthy and have, more than anything, guys, the right mindset and understanding that this is a shot that – you know, kind of a side pulled out of a, a bag to give them a shot here. I think with LeBron going to the West, there's definitely a chance for this Toronto Raptors team because you talk about Philly, you talk about Boston. What has Philly done? They haven't won anything yet, um, you know. So, you know, Raptors are still, with all the experience over the last few years and the success they've had, they they got to put away uh, and put behind them all the emotional uh entanglement's obviously with their star player gone but now they have a potential nba superstar so it's going to be fantastic i hope we can get the coverage down there uh, and get down to the mlc because it's going to be crazy i know there's a lot of media that's uh, going to want to be a part of the Raptors this season
0: all right drew okay. I, i've got a question for drew
2: and we've talked about this uh uh, Joe, and I, I'm, I'm curious to, to see, hear what uh, Drew thinks on this point. I can count 13 rotation players on the Raptors, and they're not all going to be rotation players. So, I mean, obviously, okay. you've you got Danny Green and Kyle. Uh, you've got uh, uh, Kawhi. You've got uh, uh, Ibaka. You've got Valanchunas. Then you have Siakam. Uh, you've got DeLon Wright. You've got uh, uh, Fred Van Fleet. You've got Norman Powell. Uh you've got Greg, Greg, Monroe. Greg Monroe. Greg Monroe. You've got CJ Miles. Uh there's eleven. I am still missing some people. Um
1: uh, Lorenzo Brown.
2: No, I i I think I'm missing at least one more. Uh Norman Powell. Norman Powell. Norman no, Powell, I I said, yeah. I, said, I said I said Norman Powell.
1: Ooh she uh, anobi?
2: Oh, OG, OG, right? And don't forget Tony,
1: OG. I can't even believe we still have him on
2: the Raptors squad. Right. So, well, so my question, so my question is, who, who, who's going to be in the rotation on on opening day, and who's not going to be in the rotation on opening day? I mean, I guess on opening day he may play thirteen people, but you know, let's say two weeks into the season, who's going to be out of the rotation?
1: Well. well I mean, obviously, your your starters are more than likely going to be Lowry. It's looking like Green right now, uh, Ibaka, Jv, and Kawhi. Uh, so that's uh, you know that's a pretty formidable starting lineup right there for any team. And then you know you come in and you throw in a guy like Delon Wright. Fred Van Vliet, you can interchange those guys depending
2: on when. Well, um, let's you know. say you put, let's say you put uh, Fred, uh, Delon Wright at the two, and Fred VanVleet at the at the one, okay? And then you got OG at either the, you got CJ Miles, right? Mm-hmm. And, then you got, and then what do you do? OG and Siakam at the four or five? Is that what you do? Or yeah. what do you do? Uh, yeah. What do you do? Well, uh, what do you do with Monroe?
1: Yeah, you go you go Ibaka and Siakam. At the at the at the four, sorry, at the four, yes, and at the five you go Jv and Gregory Rome. That's what it's looking at like, right now. And the,
2: where's the, where's the, where's where's cj Miles?
1: CJ Miles is more on the, on the the two spot. The CJ
2: should. Well, where's the law right?
1: The right <laughs> is a PG. The Wright's right, the PG.
2: But, where's Fred Where's Fred Van Fleet?
1: He's a PG he's a, look, they have depth
2: on, on, depth. on the third on the third line? What this isn't hockey. Is he on the third line? <laughs>
1: right now, he's on the third line. He's on the third line jumping over the boards and ready to go.
2: You, like, for, I, you, I,
0: you I, forgot I, Norman I, Powell. You forgot Norman Powell. Come on. Yeah, he's Norman's
1: on. on the small forward side of things so. though.
2: And by the way, I hear that uh, what if the uh, Norman Powell bounces back and has a good start? I mean, it's going to be, team. yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's a good, it's, but the depth on this team, I mean, everybody talks about the depth on Boston, but the depth That's on this team has got to be at least as
1: good. I don't see Norman getting a lot of minutes unless, knock on wood, something was to happen to, to say, an OG. I don't know where you slot him in. You can't slot him in at Point, obviously, uh, and then you, the only other place would be if, uh a danny green and maybe a cj miles are struggling at the two then normal would get minutes but right now as it's looking minutes are going to be slim for for powell
0: uh, what about your friend malachi richardson
1: so, yeah malachi's there too uh we'll see how how he can play well, what about uh, what
2: about they got lorenzo brown isn't going to see anything and then they, they of the new point guard the, they signed, and then they got the uh, – uh, uh who's the, the new center they signed? The Canadian. Boucher. Boucher, right? So he, he, he's – like, you know, like, God knows when – oh, you know, whether he'll ever see them. I mean, some of these guys are going to be G League players, I imagine, right? Yeah, two-way players. Like,
1: he was like a guy like alkin uh Those kind of guys, you know, they're going to be up and down, right, if anything.
2: I mean, you could – you could – theoretically, I mean, and, and, you know, it, like if, if Van Fleet and Wright come out of the gate really strong, right? I mean, you could put a package together for Lowry with a bunch of draft picks or... or oh, mean, yeah. I, oh, know.
0: yeah.
1: You you don't... I mean, you, you, you give up experience, but as far as giving DeLon Wright the keys and, and running with a, a the, the two-headed monster there of DeLon and Fred, I mean, yeah, you could... Uh, definitely look to package, Lowry, uh, that's if things aren't going well. If things are going well and the team's in sync and the chemistry's there, I mean, I don't see a reason to not go for it and try to get out of the heat.
2: But it wouldn't surprise me, uh, guys, it wouldn't surprise me if Norman Powell comes into camp looking fantastic because he's he's in a fight for his life for minutes, isn't he? And I think they want him to to do well because they're paying him. Well, and he, he, even if it means that, that you know he plays well enough so that they could trade him. And uh, I mean, you know, so like they want everybody to look at. I mean, the better everybody looks, the easier it is for Masai to make some, but for trading some of these people and makes a room and you know, and it, and if you put a package together where you get you know trade three. To get two or, or three to get one, you're just going to get stronger, right? Because uh, you, oh, yeah. you don't need all this stuff. So I, you know, like the way this, the way it's playing out, right? If everybody, if these guys come into camp knowing that they're fighting for, for minutes and and come out on fire, you know, it's going to make uh, a size job really fun, and it could make the team a lot stronger in the long run.
0: Now can oh, yeah, you definitely. can you believe you said that? If I told you last year or two years ago that the Raptors got rid of Kyle and Demar and they're a stronger team, you would say uh, uh, I'm on drugs. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. But uh, but uh, like uh, you know,
2: it, it could all fall apart if he pulls his quad muscle again. Look why in the first week if he goes out. And he tears a muscle or pulls a quad muscle, it it, 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 it can all fall apart, right?
0: Well, anybody, uh, forget about Kawhi, it, it could happen to LeBron, let's say. So uh, you know you're playing with with house money there. But if he's healthy and all into indip- all indications are he's healthy, he's looking good. Where, okay, now let me ask you this, both guys, you say the Raptors could finish first or or whatever, second, third. But who else are we not looking at in the East, other than Boston, Philadelphia, that people should be alert about? Is it is it uh, Miami? Is it Washington? Who do you think, Norm? I
2: think uh, I think you got to watch out for Indiana, um, and I think I think Detroit's intriguing. I think. Uh you know, they've got Blake Griffin now from training camp. Uh they still got some good pieces. Uh uh they still got Reggie Jackson, I think, right? Or or uh yeah. And still, I hear they yeah. have
0: a good coach. I hear they have a good coach now. So <laughs> yeah, so they could I don't think
2: anybody's expecting them to to uh to fight for a top tier playoff spot, but they could surprise people. Uh, you know, Milwaukee still has a Akumbo he's a year better. Uh, you know, the East is like the the East. Uh, it, it's sort of up in the air, and and a lot of things could happen. I don't think Miami's there. I I you know Washington could be up there too. I mean Washington started great last year, and then uh, you know and then they sort of had a bit of a step back, and then Wall got injured, and then they were great for a while, but they couldn't sustain it. Now they got Dwight Howard. I, I, you know, anybody who has Dwight Howard has not done all that well in the last few years, so they may take a step back. But look, uh, Bill could ha- could have an, an, a great year, and, and uh, Wall, if Wall stays healthy, um, you know, they 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 could be good. But I think um, I think Indiana. I think after I think Philadelphia is going to take a step back. I think Indiana. Uh, could
0: could uh, fight for a top 3 spot. All right, so I'm going to ask both of you, guys... you think about that Drew?
1: Well, I like the teams you mentioned. I, I want to go back. I, I mentioned Raul Alkins, which, um, uh, I thought that he was still with Raptors didn't realize. That he's with the bulls right now. I think that would have been great uh, an opportunity for him, but good luck for him there. As far as the standings. Uh, go, it's the same teams. You're going to see it's the Washington. If they can put it together, just like you said, Norm, they've got field, they've got walls, they've got a ton of experience. There's no reason why they're going to languish towards the bottom of the Eastern Conference. They they, they need to really step it up or uh, that organization is going to have to look to move some parts. Giannis, is he going to be able to take his team to the next level? He is a so-called second tier or just below the top tier superstars, he's got to show and prove right now. And if Indiana comes out like, you know, the way they did in the second half of the season and the, the fear they put into teams, I mean, I don't think they're going to lose the chip on their shoulder that they've had all season. Um, Philly, they're they're going to be tough. I mean, if they can put it together, they're going to be right there. I think, obviously, uh, in, the, in the Eastern Conference semis, for sure, for them. And possibly possibly, uh, you know, getting on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Toronto yeah, well,
2: Boston, just, just on be... just on Philly. They made their run last year. Who did they get? They got. They lost two guys uh, that were crucial to their run last year. That's Bellinelli and uh, Ilyasova, right? So, yeah. so.
1: But, uh, but I mean, when you look at you look at uh, Embiid, he's just so dominant. If they can really put it together. Um, you know, if they can put it together, Norm, it's it's scary because he's such a guy uh, you know, that, that draws double teams. He, he draws a lot uh, of attention, and he's going to be tough. You look at Dario Saric uh, coming into his own. Uh, they have J.J. Reddick still. So, you know, they're a team. And then, obviously, Ben Simmons looks like he has somewhat of a jump shot now. That's a scary proposition. And then... And then you've got mm-hmm. Marco Holt, who, from what I'm hearing in the summer workouts, is starting to turn it around. It's starting to look like that player they fought. So uh, I think they're pretty scary. I think uh, uh, with uh, being there and you had a guy like Robert Covington, he's like a, he's like a, a hockey player type of guy, he's a utility guy. He gets it done. You love to see him. And then they've added Wilson Chandler as well. So... Um, that team is scary. If they put it together and they get that outside shooting from Redick, T.J. McConnell, tough, tough as nails. Uh, and, but I think Markell Fultz could be a revelation this uh, this season for the Sixers.
2: So is the East ready to uh, to uh, take on the West and uh, and mm-hmm. at least at least be their equal, if not surpass them? I mean, they're still Golden State. Golden State's still the class of the league. But beyond that. Is the East ready to challenge the West into- no. and yeah, I don't
1: know about that. I, I think I, the, the, the funny thing is when you look at it, guys, the Raptors have actually had very good success. I mean, coming up short by a point two of the last two, three years, whether it's at home or on the road um, against Golden State. I mean, I was at the game last year uh, in at, in Toronto at the Air Canada Center, now uh, Scotiabank. And I'll tell you, they had that game, um, and they kind of threw it away. So you know, I think the East teams uh, right now they don't look as tough. But I'll tell you, if they can put it together and kind of bring some of that East Coast tough nails, uh, toughest nails basketball, um, you know, it could make it close. It, 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 when you look at Golden well, State, the Raptors, they're yeah, the Raptors.
2: Awesome. If memory serves me right, they lost two to Golden State, both very close. Yeah. They lost they lost two to Oklahoma, I think. Other than that, they did really well they like they beat uh they beat uh Houston twice. They beat uh New Orleans uh twice, I think. They beat Portland twice. They've had good uh, success
1: against the West the last uh, couple of years.
2: They, I d I don't know if they beat Utah once or twice. I think they struggled a bit against Denver. Uh, but they yeah, they have they they played very well against the West last year. But uh, but uh, I mean the other teams not so much, but uh, so now
0: let me ask you this: uh, we're, we're talking about the Raptors, but the other thing in the off-season NBA is LeBron James going to the Lakers. Uh, both of you guys, where do you think the Lakers are going to end up this year? Norm, we'll start off with you.
2: Well, they should they should get a playoff spot. It'd be kind of shocking if they if they don't. But
1: it's the West, Norm. It's the West.
2: Yeah, but still it's, it's still LeBron and, and, and he's got some other good players. I mean, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Loren, uh, Lonzo ball. Is, Lonzo. It's, you know, he's a good player. He's not, you know, he. I don't, whether he's a number one overall or I don't know how to, is, is another question. He's a good player. Um, they, they got, uh, Ingram, uh, they got some good players, right? So, um, I, I think, uh I think they should make the playoffs. It's hard to figure out who's not going to make it, but uh, I mean, I don't know about Minnesota. There's a little dysfunction over there. I don't know how that's going to work out.
1: Um, I'm not, um, not sure. I'm not so sure. No, I'm looking at this roster right here. I'm like, well, wow. Look,
2: look uh, I mean, is uh, is uh, New Orleans uh, out because you know because they lost Cousins? I don't know. I mean, or is Anthony Davis going to carry them into the playoffs? You still got Portland. You still got Utah. I mean, Utah was great last year, right? And uh, so you got Oklahoma. You got Houston. You got you got uh, Golden State, right? You've got uh, Utah. You've got uh, uh, Portland should be a playoff team. Should be. Maybe they won't be, right? You've got you've got Minnesota. This was a playoff team last year. Are the Lakers going to knock them out? Uh, I mean, who else is there that there's? uh, uh, uh that OKC? Okay, no, they're not going to knock off. No, okay, no they're not going to knock
1: that. They, they have a chance. To, they have the chance to get it in Minnesota.
2: Oh, sorry. Santa, we forgot about Santa Antonio. Santa, I I think San Antonio. San Antonio, I, I think, I, I, I'm predicting that tomorrow uh, is going to be in the conversation for MVP this year. Wow. I think he's going to go in with a massive chip on his shoulder. I think that. Uh, Pop is going to get, or... I think Pop is going to get him to play a little bit of defense. And I think he's going to have a great year. And, I th- and, and uh, they're not going to make him shoot threes. They're not going to make him shoot 3s i They'll leave that to somebody else. And uh, he's going to have a great year. That's what I think.
1: That's a That's a big statement. But yeah, you pointed out that the Spurs are a team that's kind of, who knows, right? They may do that, or they may turn the other way, um, you know, but they always have Greg Popovich, who can kind of make anybody play a cohesive type of basketball. Um, I like the Utah Jazz. I think they're, I mean, Mitchell's unbelievable. Yeah. I love what they're building there. I don't think, I don't see the things falling off. I, I just, uh, I just think, they're tough team. Obviously, they lost uh, Rondo as well, though. So that's a key, uh, that's true.
0: you know, that's in
1: true. terms of the toughness. That might hurt them a little bit there. Um, but you know, don't you, just see, major...
2: don't you see San Antonio as being better than last year? I mean, uh, San Antonio. I mean, like, okay, they don't have Parker and Ginobili, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, they they weren't, weren't doing much anyway. They weren't right? doing much anyway. So, so they have uh, they have Rosen where they had nobody, right? Uh, because Kawhi wasn't there, right? And the uh, Pernal's going to be a nice piece for them, I think. And they got um,
1: Bellinelli behind Rudy
2: Gates. I think, I think they got to they be better, they got to be a lot better.
1: Uh, I, I, I am worried about them, uh, at the point guard. I mean, I like the young guy, the June I like him. I think Patty Mills is experienced, but I think at point guard, they're really fragile, they're really thin. Uh, Aldridge is going to do his thing. Gasol's another year, uh, you know, long in the tooth. Rudy Gay, you know, he's not panned out. I don't know. I don't know about this team. All right, uh, so, so who, do they have, who, do they,
2: uh, who do they have that would make it worth Toronto's while to, to give up Kyle Lowry?
1: Who did the San Antonio Spurs? <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> That's a that's an interesting proposition. I mean, ooh, I really, I, honestly, I don't see, I don't see anything. I mean, Dante Cunningham, Davis Bertans, Bellinelli. Don't really, I don't think you really go for him. That Quincy Pondexter. This team, uh, this team could be in trouble.
0: You're missing one guy. He asked you, who does San Antonio have that the Raptors would be interested in, and you're missing one guy. Aldridge. Aldridge? No, no. Damar Derozan.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Bring it back,
0: right? <laughs> so, men fences, men fences. Tr- trade call and bring back the. Never mind. All right. Oh man. En- enough <laughs> basketball talk. We we got we got six months for basketball talk. I want to close out. We the norm here with Norm Justin's favorite memory of Josh Donaldson.
2: Well, first of all, there's there's that uh I mean, I, I can't think of which of, of his like home runs. I mean he had so many home runs uh in twenty in twenty fifteen. He was just unbelievable. But of course the, the the what was that? There were two plays in twenty fifteen. There was one where he went halfway up the stands to get a uh Tampa.
0: A, in Tampa he, he dove the to to third base side and he dove across yeah. the stands there. So
2: And then there was a great slide at home plate. Yeah I can't remember which game that was there was a great slide where he slid around the tag and and uh, got the winning run. Um so there were I mean there's so many plays I and mean, whenever you needed a home run and a boy he was the best in 2015 when you know you just you know, okay you got two strikes now it's time for the home run right he hit so many home runs with two strikes on him so, and, and i hit a lot of them on 02 counts if, if i remember too so yeah uh what a year he had in 2015 it was just fantastic pretty good year in
0: 2016 too but 2015 was spectacular at least the positive is there's not going to be rain brought at the rogers center no more so look all right, now uh, we head to uh, the yeah. NHL. Go ahead, uh, Drew, go ahead. you want to make a comment about uh, Josh Donaldson?
1: I'm going to miss him. I liked him. I liked uh, when he was flying and when the Jays were doing well. Uh, I thought that, you know, his intensity. I liked uh, the chemistry that the team had. So it's kind of – I feel down, man, because this team, it seems like the the, 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 the air – just got let out of this team, like everything that was going for it. You wonder what the heck happened with this team. And the fans are such great fans. I think, It's you know, they want to they want a winner. We know Toronto. They come out when the team's doing well for the most part. When they're not, you don't really see a lot of people there. But they just want a winner. And I think for me, it's sad to see what's happening right now. Um, you know, the pitcher, the problems with the with with, with the with the law and everything it's just it's it's sad to see and i hope that uh you know whatever happens uh either manager might not be there next year whatever happens they can hopefully turn it around guys
0: all right so uh norm let's uh close out with a talk of nhl and specifically the maple leaves we're about a week away from training camp here no captain has been announced do you expect before the season, uh, the Maple Leafs start the season. A captain will be announced, or do they go another year without a captain?
2: I don't know. It's, it's, it's and do you care? And do you care? I don't. I don't really care. I mean, maybe they care. Uh, you know what? Whoever you know, if you want to lead, you know, if you if you if you you lead by example and. Uh, if the guys respect you and they will follow you they'll lead you if you want that and if you just want to go out and play then that's fine too right and uh, but uh, you got to want to be the best at what you're doing and if Foster Matthews wants to be the best it doesn't matter if he's captain or not and if Tavares wants to be the best it doesn't matter if he's captain or not i think it probably makes uh, as much sense to give it to Tavares cuz he's been a captain and he's got experience but you can make the case for Matthews. But for Matthews, what's more important is to grow and show that he can be the best player. That's what he wants to to be. And right now, he's probably not the best player. But he could be, he could be. Uh, All right. Two
0: two things here. Uh, By the way, today in Toronto, it was 35 degrees. The preseason of the NHL starts next Sunday in China, between Boston and Calgary, uh, I just had to throw that in. Now, Norm and Drew, I'm going to ask you this: Who has a better year, the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Toronto Raptors? Norm, wow. you're you're a season ticket holder for both. So, do you care?
2: <laughs> no, I do. I care. That's an interesting question. I. Uh, well, you know, for Toronto will, of course, go nuts for both, but they'll really go nuts if the Leafs win, right? Um, I think it's going to be fun. I, I don't know who's going to have a better year. It's, it's uh, you know, I think there's less, there's less, how can I put it? There's less um, uncertainty with the Leafs. They should have a, re- you know, they're, they've got everything in place to have a great year, um, but but the uncertainty is, you know, on the Raptors uh, doesn't look as uncertain as it did, let's say, two months ago.
0: So, so, so let me let me change around the question. Which team has more pressure? That's that's an interesting think, question, also.
1: I think the Leafs actually. I, I think right now, after trading away their star player, I don't know if I don't know if anybody's expecting much from the Raptors. I think they can really surprise people but i don't think no one i don't know it's it's very it's it's very hard to pinpoint this i don't know if anybody's picking them i mean i said it a couple minutes ago i think they can do some damage and, and sneak out of the e- east but i don't know if, you know many people think that they actually have that
2: chance guys what about coaches who's which coach is under more pressure well
0: it's it's, it's nick nick nurse it doesn't matter but babcock has a 10-year contract left it doesn't that's matter at no he's got it he's got a long
2: contract it's, yeah there, there have been some questions about babcock
0: right yeah, but, oh, they're, but they're not going to eat he has five years left at eight million dollars a year that's 40 million dollars to a coach they're not going to eat 40 million dollars
2: you know i was i was uh i think i mentioned this uh a couple of uh in a previous podcast but uh there there was I, I, I was I was talking to uh, sort of an ex-NHL player who follows the league pretty closely, and uh, and he was saying, look, the the, the coaching he says one of the things that he hated about the NHL was overcoaching, and and uh, most coaches are moving away from that, and they're letting their offenses just go out and play and be creative. But one of the coaches who don't do that and who plays more systems is Babcock, and and. Uh, it's one of the reasons why not everybody likes playing for him as much as somebody like a Joel Quenville. So, you know, I, I sort of, it makes sense. Th- so the people like playing
1: for, people like, don't like playing for a coach that lets the guys play?
2: No, they do like playing for a coach that just lets the guys play as opposed to somebody what what who is, right. more a, yeah. Yeah, is more of a systems guy. And Babcock is sort of, he played Babcock as more of a systems guy. So, I don't know whether that's, you know, how accurate that is or not, but I, you know, the reports are that there was some friction between, uh, you know, Matthews and Babcock and some of the star players in Babcock. So, uh, who knows? But right now, everybody's talking nice and everybody seems to be on the same page. So, uh, look, the Leafs have to do well, I think, Uh, or Babcock will will be questioned, and and uh, with Nurse, you know, I, if, if the Raptors don't do well, they'll say, oh, he's a rookie coach; you can't cut it, right?" But so,
0: I don't know. Right. We'll see. We'll Drew, see. Drew, let, let me tell you, uh, Norm played golf with Bobby Orr. How's your golfing game, oh, oh, oh. Uh, 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 Drew? How's your golfing game, and and Norm, what did Bobby Orr? tell you or teach you in your golfing game
2: <laughs> yeah he told me to uh improve my wardrobe on the golf course I think. <laughs> <laughs> all right mm-hmm.
0: i didn't, I didn't
2: play, actually play golf with him i played at his celebrity golf tournament which was a lot of fun and he's a great host and uh, he raises uh, money for his hometown uh, and for some of the local charities in his hometown, and it's a great and, and it's just great fun. All what right. a legend!
1: What a legend he is. Before and, and, we go, Joe, I don't know if you're going to wrap up, but can we, yep. can we chat a little bit about this Colin uh, Kaepernick and Nike man? We got to talk a little bit about that.
0: All right, go go ahead, Drew. Uh, yeah, i I'm, I'm going to take a knee. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: Well, that's the best thing to do, according to uh, the, uh, the, uh, the military guy that told him to do that. Um, what a controversy. I mean, people are, people are burning socks. They're burning, uh, you know, tees. They're burning shoes, anything Nike. But I think it's a calculated move by them. They obviously had to do uh, their, their market research to understand the demographics are with them. The young people uh, are with them. And even though, um, you know, the stock kind of took a little bit of a hit uh, off the bat, it seems to have recovered right now. Um, it don't, it, it, this is what Nike does. You know, they stand by, uh, you know, athletes. They stand by a guy like Kobe. They stand by a guy like Tiger. Like, you know, this is what Nike does. It's not new. So anybody who thinks this is new, um, but you also have to talk about, the NFL, I mean, they just seem to be bungling it. I'm not sure if you guys saw um, their response. And apparently now they're saying that Nike didn't tell the NFL they were going to uh, drop the campaign. Um, but I think the NFL right now, they're caught flat-footed. The judge a uh, couple days ago has allowed the court case to go on. I don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to settle out of court? Uh, because it seems that there's a lot of proven collusion that's why the judge said this case can go on uh, ultimately guys it, it is to me a PR nightmare for the NFL right now uh, with everything especially the judge saying yes the trial can go on or the case can go on
2: norm you're so you so so I, to me this is I mean you can get, I could talk for hours about this oh yeah thing. for sure because for sure. because This is mixed up. This this whole Colin Kaepernick thing is mixed up with American politics. Okay. And, and, uh, first of all, first of all, let me say this. I'm proud of Nike. It's great what they did. Okay. And the United States is totally divided. Okay. But the majority, the majority is not with Trump. The majority never was. I mean, he, he won with the minority of the, of the, of the electorate. Right. But yeah, uh, he's, got, he's got a strong minority, and he's started fights and divisions with so many people, okay, and all these people are now sort of or, organizing, you know, the, the pushback, and this is part of the pushback. And he's, his administration is under siege. It really is, and I don't know if you're followed the events, but oh, we awesome. a couple of days with the Woodward book and, the, and this op-ed in the New York Times. That, He's under siege, but his administration is like a wounded bear. Okay. And they're fighting back hard. I'm actually I'm quite fearful of what's going on in the United States because oh, yeah. I don't, it's not be I it's don't see a, a good end to this. And the yeah. NFL, sort of the NFL, they don't know. They're just like, that's what happens when you have these these divisive fights, and the truth is, is that the NFL, they don't know what where they're at. They don't know what the hell to do, and they're they're like a deer caught in the headlights. But in the end of the day, in the end of the day, I think that uh, you know the people are with Kaepernick, and the people are with uh, that side of, it, of the argument. But but how this is all going to end? Uh, is very, it, to me, it's it, like, you know, it's very scary how it's has been, you know, are they gonna, you know, is Trump gonna, it, it, you know, stop trying to divide? Is Trump gonna be forced out? How will he defend himself? Uh, I mean, that's a whole other topic, but it's tied in with sports because Trump has made sports an issue and he's made uh, a, a going after the NFL an issue. And, and, and in my mind, I mean, what's, this, what's this all about? This all stems from the fact that Trump couldn't get in the NFL, that That's he sued right. the NFL right. and he lost it, so he's decided to pick on the NFL. And you know what? Right. The, and the people that he's picked on are just lining up to get to get their their uh, theirs against him. And uh, and it ain't pretty. It's an ugly scene out there.
1: But Norm, the NFL owners, they're cowards because you you, you make a great point. I think part of his thing is revenge. Part of his thing is feeling that he's, he's he's out of the club, uh, and the fact that they, they should understand this, these owners, and they are just caught flat-footed every single move. And now, to have this case, basically, there's enough evidence there to show collusion. And, and, and Jerry Jones is coming out and saying, basically, Trump said, you guys can't win this. I want this battle. I want to take these guys on. Uh, and you also pointed out some factors here. Politics have always been a factor. But the part that bothers me the most, and this is a part that I just don't understand. Um, you know, everybody thought that the America, they needed to change maybe. Obama well, had his eight years. Some, you know, I think overall he took the country back from the depths of despair, you know. But I don't understand what, what the race thing is and why... He continues to play against people of color, especially black athletes and anybody black stepping up. You have guys like Eminem, you have guys like um, uh, Popovich, you know, and Steve Kerr that are calling him out, and I've never heard him go at them. I don't think in 2018 this is a a war that he can win. I think uh, the young people are looking towards the future. They don't want no part of that the segregation and the the racial war that he seems to be trying to stoke. Um, And I'm glad that Nike did it. Nike had its own issues. Obviously, we don't know if they're still making these clothes uh, in so-called sweatshops. I think they've improved on that. Uh, We would hope they're making it in places where people have a better living wage. Um, But I still don't understand. I think people would have given Donald Trump a chance, regardless of his faults, But my question is why all the racial animus um, when he could be on the side of guys like LeBron James, he could be on the side of the guys like Steph Curry. Uh, You know, I don't understand where it comes from. Maybe people are saying he's always been like this. We know the the cases in New York that he went, you know, trying to keep, you know, black people out of his buildings. And, uh, you know, but he's been around black celebrities a lot. And so that's what makes you question. You know, is he a racist? But I don't think he had to go there. I think people would have given him a chance to turn the, you know, to kind of give a different view. And that's where I'm very, as a person of color, guys, I'll tell you, like, I'm very. It's very disheartening to me to have to um, to, to hear the things that he's saying and. Um, you know that 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 the supremacists are good people. Good people? No, there's not. There's, there's no debate here. There's not good people on both sides. There, those people are not good people. And, and until the people who are sitting on the sidelines not saying nothing, until they step up and say enough of this crap, um, America, like you said, right now it, it's going to be in a state of flux, uh, leading especially into the elections in November.
2: True. Uh, why he does this, I don't know. I, I, when when Trump, the Donald Trump that I uh, thought I knew before the election, I didn't think he was like this. Okay, the guy who used to, you know, be a Democrat and who used to, you know, do The Apprentice. I didn't think he was like that. But I, maybe I didn't know him, right? So why why is he doing this? Was he always like this? I don't know. Is he doing this because he made a deal with the devil between the Russians and the alt-right and got their support and got him in the I don't know. But, but it doesn't really matter. The what matters is is that he he has become this really uh divisive yes. force yes. In, in, in American politics. And the majority is not with him. But but what's scary about it, and I don't know if you saw read this op-ed in the New York Times today. Or have you heard about this
0: yes i you? did i did i did
2: yeah so so there's a senior white house official who's who's saying they all can't stand this cop basically they they're just trying to prevent
0: yeah just trying to exactly.
2: save the country from trump right yeah. trump is now suggesting that this guy should be arrested for treason there's not going to be a good like end to no. because he's like a wounded bear and and uh, and I you know i I flip around you know to all the news stations. I flipped around to see what Fox is saying, and fox is 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 uh, supporting him hundred percent and and so and, you know is and, there going to be violence before this guy is taken out? I mean, I think the first thing well, that, out there, the first thing that has to around. happen the first thing that has to happen is that uh, you got to see who's gonna win. The election for that if if the democrats win the house and if they win the senate mm-hmm. you know that that'll be big and uh that'll really neuter what he can do or really really minimize what he, what what further damage he can do but he, you know he's he's not going to give up his power base without a fight and that's what's scary right and, and yeah. you can say, this guy who wrote the op-ed, I mean, it's almost like a coup d'etat, and it really is. And sometimes a coup d'etat is justified because the guy in power is a complete megalomaniac. But it's a, it's, a, it's a kind of thing, the United States has never seen anything like this in an established democracy. So, so uh, you know, we'll have to see how it plays out. You know what the Chinese say? The first, the Chinese curses may live in interesting times, right? So, all right, Drew.
0: As we close out, we the norm, Drew, tell everybody how they could get a hold of you. Wait, before before
2: we say that, wait, wait, before we close, uh, just one more note on the NFL. I've been waiting for 20 years, but the brownies have won two preseason games already. Go brownies. Uh, Here we go.
0: Here we go. Here we go. You know, Norm, uh, even if they double their input from last year, that means they win two games this year. Did they win <laughs> a game last year? I can't no, remember. No, they went 0-16. Even oh. if they double, even if they double, they're 2-14. and All, All right. right
2: got... oh, we'll see. I might start watching again if they win a couple of games. We'll
0: see. All right. Uh, Drew, tell quickly how they could get a hold of you.
1: Uh, at On Point Basketball uh, on Instagram, of course, onpointbasketball.com is our website. Check all the Canadian basketball news that's happening uh, at drew Banks on Twitter and at, at On Point Basketball on Facebook. um What else is happening? Uh, just getting ready for the fall season. It was a busy summer. Uh, summer pro went through, unfortunately. Uh, the team all-point went down to a great squad in Team Tobin. We actually also sent a team to Shanghai to play in the Jump 10 tournament. Uh, unfortunately, we came up short there as well, finished top four in the preliminary games, and then lost in our first playoff quarterfinal. But uh, we're going to send another team next summer uh, back to Jump 10. So and we also have something, some other big things cooking, guys, in the next few months and up, including the summer. So watch out. Stay hey, tuned right here on Bottom Burner um, because we're gonna release all the stuff that's all the juicy details right here,
0: man. Part hey, b- by the way, by the way, Drew, do you need like a a singer, a, a vocalist? Because Adam Jessen, Norm Jessen's son, is the one of the best in all of Canada. Tell them, Norm.
2: Yeah, listen, he's uh, well, you know, he's 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 got his website, uh, NorthernFrequencies.com. He's writing and. And, and and they're selling uh, promotional video and, and music work, and uh, and of course he's he's still got his albums on Spotify, um, so uh, you can always uh, check those out. Long is the way and uh, the waiting room, and some other tunes that he's got, and there's all his videos on his video channel. So uh, you can find Adam's music in all kinds of places.
0: That's northernfrequencies.com and Norm. Yeah. Uh, As you know, this weekend, I'd like to wish you and your family and Adam, everybody, uh, Shana Tova. Happy New Year. It's Jewish New Year this weekend. May you dip the apple in the honey and ask for the Maple Leafs to win the Stanley Cup this year. Right on. Same to you and yours, guys. All right. Thanks a lot. This has been another edition of We the Norm with Drew Ebanks of On Point Basketball and Norm Justin. Check out Adam at northernfrequencies.com. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks guys.